And on the Michael Medved Show, it's worth asking, what is it that uh, various public events seem to have in common? No matter what they're about, whether they're sporting events or high cultural events. I was uh, at the Seattle Symphony a couple of weeks ago, and it began with a land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we are on the land of the Duwamish people, etc., etc., and then again, there are sports games and uh, games of soccer and basketball that also begin with land acknowledgments, basically trying to make people feel guilty before you begin whatever it is you're beginning by acknowledging the idea that America basically is a country stolen, stolen from Native Americans. Well, not stolen, says a new book. Uh, that's the name of the book. It is completely necessary, and it's tremendously wonderful and readable. It's actually hard to put down once you start reading it. The subtitle is The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. Uh, the author is a professor of history at University of Leiden, in uh, the Netherlands, though he is an American originally, uh, Jeff uh, Finn Paul. Uh, congratulations for Not Stolen. Uh, the, the information, by the way, is posted to our website. When, when you look at the mistakes that, that people make about uh, the history of interaction between European colonizers and Native Americans, What's the most significant misunderstanding or lie? Hi, Michael. Thanks very much for having me on, and thanks so much for the praise for the book. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the biggest issues are genocide now and stolen land, and these are buzzwords that only a few radical historians used 10 years ago, but now it seems like you hear them everywhere. And uh, what's the, the arguments you give in the book with the population statistics and the analysis from different academic sources are, are devastating to this argument of genocide. How do oh. we know that uh, the treatment of Native Americans was not genocidal? Well, if we look at the island of Hispaniola, where Columbus first landed, for example, specialists have for decades been saying there was only a couple of hundred thousand people on the island. Now, we do know there was maybe only 40 or 50,000 people uh, after the Spanish had been there for a couple decades. So it already looks kind of bad for the Spanish. But then uh, there's, there was one set of demographers in the 1970s who estimated the population of Hispaniola at 8 million people. 8 million uh, compared to these normal estimates of a couple hundred thousand. And guess who gets quoted every single day on the internet by every journalist? It's the people who came up with this crazy idea of 8 million. Um, and they use that to beat Europeans over the head as if Columbus and his men killed millions of people on this island. When this would indicate that people farming with stone hoes produce more food, for example, than contemporary England, if there were really that many millions of people on Hispaniola. So obviously that simply can't be the case. Um, and the real number was actually found out in 2020 by a genetic study and um, there was, that determined there was maybe only 40 or 50,000 people on the island before Columbus arrived. 
So that's the smoking gun, if you will. It's fascinating, your treatment of Columbus. Uh, There is a uh, famous uh, statement that actually was featured in the TV series Yellowstone, uh, where somebody says that Columbus saw the people on Hispaniola and said they would make good slaves. And you you take a look at the actual Spanish, because that was written down. And that wasn't the point at all. What was it that yep. Columbus was actually trying to say? Exactly. They used the word servidores, which means servants. And what Columbus meant was servants of the crown. In other words, citizens. So Columbus was actually saying that the Indians on Hispaniola would make great citizens of the Spanish uh, Empire, not, um, you know, uh, underlings, let alone slaves. One of the things that I found completely compelling and fascinating, and and I've got to admit I did not know, I did not know that literally half of the population of the New World, that's North America and South America, was in Mexico. The, the, the Aztec population was a very significant population. But other than that concentration of about 50% of the population in Mexico and another 25% in the Inca Empire of the uh, uh, New World, the Western Hemisphere, really was very sparsely populated, wasn't it? Well, that's just it. And a lot of my critics get very upset when you say that North America had very few people. But think about it. It froze pretty hard in the winters, even down to Louisiana. Uh, and so not a lot of people wanted to live there. They all lived further south in Mexico. And the thing is, American historians uh, get very upset that America was, quote, emptied of natives, and then they want to blame Europeans. But actually, when you look at Mexico, today, 80% or 90% of Mexicans are indigenous or part indigenous. So they did not get driven away. It's just that there weren't that many people in North America. That's the only difference. And when you talk about um, one of the things you have in, in your book, which, by the way, is also included in, in my book from 10 years ago, The uh, uh, Ten Big Lies About America. Yes. There are so many people who believe that there was a deliberate plan to exterminate Native tribes by passing out smallpox blankets. And it's all based on one letter from Lord Jeffrey Amherst, who was a yeah. uh, royal general during uh, the 18th century. What's this real story in the smallpox blankets? Yeah, well, precisely. I mean, disease spread in the 16th and 17th century, and there wasn't anything anyone could do about it. It spread for hundreds of miles beyond the frontier. So to blame Europeans for that is is rather ridiculous. Then when you go and look at how many instances of smallpox blankets that historians have found, there's literally one instance in all of American history. And then you look at what Thomas Jefferson did, and he actually, uh, as soon as the vaccine was invented in 1796, within 10 years, Jefferson was having Lewis and Clark distribute it across uh, North America to the natives for the purpose of saving them. And that went on through the whole 19th century. So we're hearing Uh, the opposite of the truth from most journalists today. Uh, what do we call the opposite of the truth? Do we usually call that a lie? <laughs> uh, the uh, The book is called Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. And as a piece of American history, there's a great deal of material here about the Spanish Empire, 
about the French colonists, about others, but of course it focuses on the United States of America because America has gotten so much of the blame. I want to get into this idea that uh, there were deliberate massacres to slaughter Indians and that people followed the alleged saying by General Philip Sheridan, which he never really said, the only good Indian is a bad, bad Indian, a dead Indian, oh. pardon me. And uh, we will get to that in a moment. We will get to more with uh, Professor Jeff uh, Finn Paul. Uh, he is a professor of history and distinguished author of many books uh, about the world of the 16th, 17th, 18th century. Uh, and he teaches at the University of Leiden. Uh, what about this idea of stolen land? Uh, were there actually negotiations for land? Did uh, Native Americans and did those tribes have any sense of what land ownership meant? Actually, there's some surprising answers in this book and some surprising background about people who are peddling uh, what you would say is not true. In other words, lies. Uh, more coming up, including the truth, the awful truth. It's actually pretty cool about Thanksgiving. That and more coming up on the MedVent Show. <laughs> 